Go. Dean Leggy, Fletcher Page, as always, slightly delayed this week on the round table. It's Wednesday, Fletcher. Uh, which is in worse situation, Tennessee football or U.S. soccer? Oh, my goodness. Well, being that that just delays people from caring about soccer for another four years. Um, Twitter, My Twitter feed was 100% U.S. soccer. There's only a few things that can do that um, at yeah. a time. It's usually like a White House press, sec- uh, press uh, briefing. And then a U.S. soccer match. Or something crazy on Monday Night Football. You get Monday Night Football in your uh, well, like, in your feet? Really? Yeah, it's really, it's interesting how, what it'll take. I mean, obviously, uh, Kentucky, if I'm, something with Kentucky will, will get me. But, um, and sometimes some Georgia things. But that U.S. soccer was a, a solid three or four swipes up. Just full. Did you, did did you get a chance to watch that game? No, I didn't. You know, I've tried to care about uh, soccer. I respect the hell out of it. I really do. Uh, but I'm just I just I have never I have I have very rarely seen a less interested team. And and it, certainly for the first half. And then you you know I tell you what. We you know, this is a Georgia podcast. And no, I this, think this the, is a Dean and Fletcher podcast. Well, that's true. But let me let me say this before, you know, certain organizations are not run very well. And what happens is that you can tell over time that things aren't going the way that they're really supposed to go. And you either really want to win or you're just kind of out there. U.S. soccer is just kind of out there. They don't really care. If they really cared, they would have had their act together a long time ago. Uh, that we are a country of 320 million people with, I mean, budgets beyond belief and that we can't produce enough to consistently win the CONCACAF is, is nearly insane to me. I mean, you were at Jamaica, U.S., were you not three, when was that, two years ago, three years ago? Yeah, um, the United States. I mean, how does that happen? That, uh, the United States losing to Trinidad and Tobago is the equivalent of Georgia losing to something like Coker. I mean, no that's way. how bad that is. I mean, they'd never lose to Young Harris. So, uh, <laughs> Coker, sure. <laughs> but not young, not young Harris. Not those clowns. Not at all. All right, Georgia with another dominating performance. This time... 45-14 to 14 over Vanderbilt. I'm sure you watched almost none of the game. I watched 100% of the game. All right. Well, we'll, we'll hear your you know sort of take on what happened. As Carter Strickland said, never talk about what happened. Talk about what, what will. But talk, tell me what, what happened. Um, why does Vanderbilt talk? I didn't hear that before the game, but, but I – yeah – I mean, he's done a pretty good job there. I think he's done a hell of a job. I mean, just stop it, you know? Well, I thought, I mean, obviously it wasn't Derek Mason that talked before the Alabama game. I mean, and I, I think that you certainly want your players to 
that the Alabama comment by that player, uh, you know, wanting to bring on Alabama. I mean, that's fine. Isn't that, isn't that the like? Was that? I mean, like that's the worst player to say that stuff to. Like that kid looked like he had never played. Yeah, but I mean, that's fine. I mean, that's how the players are. That they would bring on Alabama. Yeah, sure. But for for Derek Mason to say that Georgia's their defense was built for Georgia's to stop Georgia's offense. I mean, I don't know about that, man. You know what's built to build, to stop Georgia's offense? Teams with good players, with re- good recruits, and good depth. <laughs> I mean, that's really all it comes down to, just talent. I mean, you got to be in physical. I would say breaking Nick Chubb's legs in three places and then breaking Sony Michelle's. That's what's going to stop Georgia's offense. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure anyone's going to stop them. Beat them? Yes. Stop them? Fletcher, they ran for 400 yards against an SEC team. This is the third time this season. They've only failed to gain 200 yards once on the ground. Well, I thought it was an interesting comment uh, that that Derek Mason made because Alabama ran for almost 500 yards against them, and then Florida ran for almost 300, and then Georgia runs for 400. So at this point, I think we know their defense is not built to stop uh, any kind of physical rushing attack. Uh, I mean, mean, the the Gators are not exactly... You know, a big-time run team. They're not a big-time anything team. No kidding. Well, what are they? What are these? What? <sighs> I've had such a traumatic 24 hours. You know, it starts, it, it ends with this debacle that is the United States soccer team. But it starts with having to see online that Florida is coming out in what is the equivalent to V costumes from the 1980s with this green thing. You know, I love college football uniforms. It's something that we talked about when we were in school. We talked about it a lot. There's so much to like. But damn, we got to go with the reptile green yeah, like was is it like a swamp? Is it like swamp thing green or? Are you serious? You've not seen no, this yet. I've seen it here. I'm looking at it right now. The thing I will say that I think Florida's helmets. I like that the cursive Gators. That that orange and blue is 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 it's, it's. Well, you know, you know who they are. It's very nice and it looks great. And for them to sort of mess with that, I I, I like the white with the F on every now and then. But that helmet they've got with this jersey. It just doesn't make sense. It's just too much. I think that's the thing. I'm just doing too much. It's doing? not. I don't like, think it's green. It looks more like some sort of army ghillie suit or something. I mean, you could hide yeah, what, high grass with this thing. <laughs> if you can't tell what color it is, that's a bad sign as well. It does sort of look like camouflage. I'm not sure what you'd be trying to blend in. It's to. it's a. Yeah, it's a grayish green. That's, they're it's blending grayish into. Green. They're going to blend into the bottom of the SEC standings. How about that? I mean, Kentucky was clearly better than Florida. They blew that. Kentucky's better than Florida this year. I know people would say, "Well, they lost at home to Florida," uh, but Florida should have lost to Tennessee. They should have lost to Kentucky. They lost to LSU at home. And at this point, if Georgia, that's that's a bad loss. If Georgia doesn't, if Georgia doesn't beat Florida by ten points, I'll be shocked. Yep. Other than it just being Florida versus Georgia, and I grew up. I in don't the, think I grew up I in the nineties, yeah. dude. That shit don't matter this year, man. No, no, I mean no. I don't want to. I don't want to draw that. It better not. It don't. And it if don't, it does, it don't matter. 
No, it doesn't I know matter. it. I know it, it doesn't, doesn't matter. I know it doesn't. Unless it, unless the Gators come out there like naked to just shock people, there's nothing that's going to prevent this new reality, which is right. they are going to get pile driven, man. Well, that, they're that, sort that, of in a situation where I mean, they certainly have some talent um, defensively. But they're working. But no, in a, like, well, they were working. They're working in a freshman quarterback. Yeah, it's not. That's not. You know, it, and that, that's the thing where you say, I don't know. If, there's just something about Florida that Georgia can't get past. It's like, yeah, Florida is tremendously better. That's what it was in the '90s. Uh, there was only one or two times that Georgia had a better team, and they won the one time, one of those times. So, uh, you know, the the equip the. There, the whatever it may be, the mental edge, whatever, that's always busted by being the better team. If you're Matthew Stafford, well, and generally, every now and then they blew a game. But I think the times, it, it, you know, there's just a sort of, well, you got to go down there to Jacksonville and you never know what's going to happen. I'm saying, no, I know what's going to happen. Georgia's going to beat the shit out of Florida this year. That's what's going to happen. And if something, and the only way it doesn't happen is if you throw like three interceptions or you fumble twice well, in the red how zone. How do you throw three interceptions? If you're only throwing it 13 times, it'd be real hard. But, um, you know, it, they'd have, Georgia's going to have to, like I said, they're going to have to completely not just stop in the red zone. They're going to have to give the ball away in the red zone uh, because Florida's not going to be able to score against Georgia um, straight up. So they're going to need a lot of help. They need like special teams. I mean, they need every single thing that, that we talk about that, You'd, you'd have to. Well, we just, be we crazy. just saw this actually not so long ago. I mean, if you want to say that the Gators will upset Georgia, we saw a pretty bad Florida team uh, beat Georgia in 2014, and and you had a quarterback who had issues throwing the ball. Um, but yeah, but Georgia's uh, well, best, champ- but Georgia's best player was suspended. Was not, correct. And they were going through all that, and that was more than hey, you lose Todd Gurley. Uh, hey, you know, you lose, you're having to deal with all this stuff. And, you know, that wasn't a good Georgia defense either. No, it was not. No, not compared to these guys. I mean, look, if they don't, if they don't, uh, if Jacob doesn't get popped at the end of that game, Vandy, Vandy might not score against, what they, I mean, they wouldn't be over 10 points. We know that. Uh, it was... It was an. It was. Look, you know, I just don't know how. Um, well, we're getting ahead of the Missouri game. You got any? Oh, got I any, forgot it, about the Missouri game. I thought there was a bye week. <laughs> getting in there, aren't you? dude. No, I was looking at you know Nick Chubb. He was he was having such a special season in 2015. Um, he was averaging 8.1 yards a carry. Okay? And that was there were games at Vanderbilt. He played South Carolina. They played Alabama. And obviously only had one carry against Tennessee. But he was averaging 8.1 yards a carry that season before he got in, in, hurt. In 15? In 15, before he got uh, hurt. For the record, I mean, he went up against Alabama that, that year. They went for well, 200 yards rushing against Alabama. Well, he had 83 of those yards on one carry, and then I think he had. Does that not count? No, it counts. But I'm I'm just saying that he played Alabama and he continued to be averaging 8.1 yards per carry for the season until he got hurt. Um, obviously, when Alabama's beating you though, uh, 31 to three, and you rip off an 83 yard run, it doesn't necessarily count the same as if it, you know, been in the first quarter, but it counts the same when we talk about it now. Yeah, I mean, it, it totally counts to me. I mean, it, he, they, 
they were stacking the box. They weren't worried about uh, Grayson throwing the ball. And so now you know. he's averaging what around five point six yards per carry. The thing though that he's stands having out a about very good. He's, he's having, having a very, a very good season. season. The yeah, thing though, that stands out to me is since his injury. I'm just sort of looking at this. He's he's he carries the ball 15 times a game. He's had 15, 13, 16, 15, 16, 16. So 15 or 16 carries uh, last year after he came back from the injury. Um, he had a couple games where he had more. That first game of the season against North Carolina, man, Tar Heels could not stop the run. No, they could not. 32 carries. Uh, he's got the most rushing yards in the conference. It's 618. Benny Snell's at 523. He's a very good quarter, uh, running back at Kentucky. And then Jalen Hurst and Kerryon Johnson at, at, at Auburn. I mean, those are, those are four legitimately difficult guys to deal with in the run game. And guess what? George gets to play two of the three of them and, uh, that, that, are on the, that are on the list. I mean, it's um, – you know that's gonna be that's gonna be challenge. I mean, Benny, Benny. I think they will do what they need to do there. And he's got. I mean, he, they have run him a lot, Kentucky, 126 attempts. But Jalen Hurts, the Johnson kid at at, um, at Auburn, they've had some pretty good. Um, they've had some pretty good uh, seasons uh, weeks so far in the season, and you know. Um, there are some decent running backs in this league. And the, the interesting thing is that Sony is the number 10 back. Nobody, I'm trying to see Alabama and Georgia are the only two that have two top 10 running backs. That's it. That's it. Well, shoot. I, think, I mean, I want, I wonder if Georgia, yeah, Georgia has three in the top 30, man. Yeah. Well, <laughs> crazy. I think, I think now it's time for our uh, weekly installment of things that Dean says that makes me mad. Uh, oh, here we go. Brought, this, this could take this could take a while. Brought to you by your sponsorship here. Um, Who's the sponsor? That's why I said it that way. We need one. I'm putting it out there. I'm looking at you, Beefo Brady's and Jefferson. You got the best, fastest internet for whenever I'm writing about commerce, Jefferson. Although I think that rivalry <laughs> is no more. Oh my God! Okay. All right, move forward. Move forward with your agenda. All right. Last week you said that Tom Petty was not the Beatles, which I found to Correct. be incredulous. Because, I mean, that's like saying... First of all, can you spell incredulous? <laughs> yeah, uh, D-E-A-N-L-E-G-G-E. <laughs> uh, it, it's, it's, Tom Petty... Could never was not supposed to be the Beatles, you know. So like, yeah, but that, I don't. The audience doesn't know what that means. Yeah, that's they like do. saying I think they know pretty well meant, what it. That, that, I think they, they know what it means, and you're and you're making. They my weren't point. meant to. Be, he wasn't. He wasn't meant to be the Beatles. Can you speak in English and not in Fletcher? Is that possible? Well, first of all, I mean, Tom Petty had a very unique voice. I, like I said, you would not have picked it, that voice if you were going to start a band. You would not go there. And also, I mean. Obviously, if you have Lennon, uh, Paul McCartney, those guys writing songs, I mean, that, that, well, I guess what I'm trying to say is, and I'll make it, I'll make it equate to our conversation here. Spit it out, spit it out. It's that we, you do this a lot, I do this a lot, where you say, yeah, Georgia's doing great, but they're not Alabama. 
Or, you know, right. Penn, Penn State's doing great, but they're not Alabama. And it's like, you know, right now these, te- these teams um, uh, are not supposed to be Alabama. Uh, they're in, Georgia especially is a year or two uh, recruiting at the level that they are. They're still a year or two away from, from being in that conversation. So I don't know about that. I think you're kind of – I don't know about that. I don't know. Overall. I, I I'm not saying that two two, not two, great. two years from now a year two, two, two years from now, from now in, terms be depth, in terms of the depth maybe a year I, I think it's I don't think it's as far away as people think um, but anyway go ahead I'm not gonna I'm maybe not gonna so, fight hey, that. maybe so you know we'll see now, I'm, it I'm looks like saying, it looks yeah. like Georgia's gonna get a chance to uh, right. You know, go that way. I just, also, I don't, I don't know what that. Go ahead. But I'm just saying that I don't understand why you why you would say immediately. Well, yeah, Tom Petty was okay, but you know the Beatles. Uh. I just said it wasn't the Beatles, which, well, no in shit. my opinion, in my opinion, is is that's that's what I'm saying. That's it. I'm not saying he wasn't good. I mean, but I did list. I mean, like. If I were to go back through, just for me myself, we don't, don't got to go through the songs. We know there's a lot of songs. No, 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 no. I mean, I mean, like I think "Learning to Fly" might actually be one of the best songs ever written. Totally, it, I think it's I think it's his best song, and th- and he had a lot of really good songs. But I think his best song is "Learning to Fly." But there are um, there are a lot of there are a lot of other acts. I mean, I, I can't. Are, we're, I mean, Tom Petty assumes Tom Petty assumes Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, right? Those are not two different things, correct? Well, like, are you sweeping Don in? Henley, are you sweeping in Wings and uh, John well, Lennon to, solo I'm, into the Beatles? I'm just trying to be clear here I because think he, yeah. I, got, I got Tom Petty over John Lennon. I mean, Imagine is a great song. It's a better song than um, Learning to Fly. And then you've got Karma and all that. So John Lennon, for me, not as good as Tom Petty. But the Beatles, no. Okay, so I think you know the Beatles are about as high as it gets for me. Although they're not my favorite band. Yeah, Pink Floyd, I would imagine, is your favorite band. It is. Well, Pink Floyd is really, really good. I mean, Dave Matthews is better for me than, than, than Tom Petty. But Tom Petty, I mean, Tom Petty was not necessarily during my college years. He was before, you know, I know he wasn't during during yours, but he was before um, that. But Learning to Fly is his best song. American Girl is really good, but Learning to Fly is his best song. Good song. I think, and, but yeah, and again, Georgia just beat the pants off Vanderbilt. Alabama beat them, beat them 66 to nothing. Right. So again, I'm not saying I, I'm not trying to get into an argument of whether George is better than Alabama right now. Obviously, I, you know my feelings, I think, uh, and I think I don't think, I don't think anybody is. Think right. I'm just saying that I could do without every time a football team does something. I'm not saying you're doing this. I would say a lot of us do this. You're myself. saying I did this with Tom Petty. You did this with you. Tom Petty, but people do this with Alabama, and um, well, if that's just want, sort if of where we're at. Let me ex- let me extend the point. Which is that, and 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 I think you know you. Th- I think I'm more sensitive about this than you are. I was talking to David Pascal in the press box at Vanderbilt. And Great the, guy. And the ch- the chatter in the press box, and you know, I'm very rarely in press boxes. Oh, this God. is our this is our weekly segment where you bitch about the media. We might want to just calm the chatter down a little bit, but 
I told I told Pascal I go you know we were talking about Alabama and we were talking about Auburn and Georgia and um, I said to him I said I'm not an absolutist I said I think I was an absolutist at some point but I said I don't ever want to hear about this can never happen you know and what right, happens right. is in the in the media particularly because the only reason I said the media is because that's who we hear if it were my friends they would say something similar too but they're not getting it broadcast to you know hundreds of thousands of people in most cases. Alabama can lose now. They they they're not going to lose to Tennessee, um, and I, I'd and they're, they're <laughs> the likelihood of them losing this week to Arkansas has got to be below you know two percent. But you know they still deal with LSU, who I don't I do I do not think they will lose. I do not think they will lose this this regular season. But they still do have to play LSU, and they have to play at Mississippi State. And, of course, the most concerning stretch for Alabama, probably period, maybe even more complicated than the playoff to some degree, is playing Auburn and then probably Georgia in back-to-back weeks. Now, in the playoff, you're going to have four weeks to get ready for Ohio State or Clemson or I don't even know who. I mean, mean, I think the only two teams that really should be penciled in and you have an eraser – are Clemson and Auburn and, and Alabama? Yeah, but he, you know, let me get to. I'll get to Clemson in a second. But for Auburn, I mean, for, excuse me, for Alabama, they got to go to state. They should win that game, right? I mean, they should. And then they got to go to Auburn, and then they play probably Georgia in a championship game. Georgia's not in the in Atlanta yet, and they could still lose to the Gators. And this whole thing goes into the toilet. Okay. Well, so if, if we're talking in terms of shoulds, you know, Alabama should they should not should win out, and Georgia should win out. But now, obviously, there are tri- uh, there, I mean, there are I tricky think, games. I know Auburn Auburn's tricky, yes. and Georgia Tech is always tricky, and that's an. But I, I I do think Georgia should probably win out. Now, let me move to Clemson, the other team that everybody is 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 penciled in the playoff with good reason. Okay, I, do you see any scenario where they lose to Syracuse? Because I don't. No, don't ask me questions like that. Okay. Here's the tricky part of the schedule for Clemson. All right? They should probably win all these games, but they play Tech, who I don't care who you are, you can lose to Georgia Tech because they're weird. You got to go to NC State. If NC State wins that game, if if NC State wins that game, they got to lose two other games in the division, which is not going to happen. Okay, that is the must win for Clemson at this point is at NC State, which nobody saw coming at the beginning of the season. Then you got to play the Knowles, who I don't think can hang <clears throat> can hang with them in my view. They'll kill Citadel. They got to go to South Carolina, a game they should win by probably a touchdown or more. And then I don't know what happens in their championship game. It should be Miami, you would think. If Miami but had Miami- Walton, I'd feel a little bit better about saying they could hang around. I don't think they can anyway. But I don't can myself. But, I don't either. But 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 my and then you look at Miami. I mean Miami's not there yet either. They I mean they well, they have not. No. No. But what I mean to say is, I mean Miami's got to go. They got to deal with Tech this weekend. Not an easy game. It's at Miami though. It's at Miami. That's true. Um, but they got they got to play Virginia Tech as well. So nobody is there yet. And I I I see what. You, you're saying about the Tom Petty thing, you just immediately go to the Beatles. It's yeah, like it's saying that Aaron Rodgers isn't Tom Brady. 
It's like, you know, it's pretty good. Well, he's better. He's better. He's better than Tom Brady. Learning to fly might be better uh, straight up, but over the course of the career. You, you would take you would take Tom Brady over, over Aaron Rodgers? Like playing the game? I would not. Well, I, that's that's the conversation. Would you rather have Tom Petty or winning? You went with Petty, but I think. I th- well, I would rather. Well, you know, I would rather have you know Lennon, Honestly, man, you are waffling. In ter- no, in terms of the whole deal. Well, right, but, same but, as Brady yeah. and, and Rodgers. If you had, if you had yeah. one one throw to make, one game to win today. Rogers. But Rogers. whose career are you taking? I'd rather have what's his name's career. Exactly. Yeah, career. So you know that's where we're at. I'd rather have Lennon's career, but if I'm going to a concert and I don't get any Beatles from Lennon, first first of all, I kind of want a little bit of my money back. But um, who who's going to be the next artist to pass away that you will really be sad about? Because we we've already lost a lot of people, man. Clearly. Um. You, Matthews. I mean, obviously, Kanye would be. Yeah, Kanye you know, would be my number one. But gosh, you know, you would hope that that's not going to be something we're going to have to deal with for a while. Um, I don't know. What about you? I, I, I mean, I don't. I'm not really a music junkie. Okay, my wife is. God knows. I'd say Don the, Henley for me. Go ahead. Don Henley is great. I would just like to point out. I would just like to point out one thing. You know, we talked Jessica's family. My wife Jessica. They are huge Rolling Stones people. At one point, we got into a discussion about the Beatles and the Stones, and I just stopped it completely and said, "This is ridiculous." But the funny thing is, you know, her father, uh, Jessica's father, had plenty of the Rolling Stone <laughs> lifestyle in his blood through mm-hmm. the years, and Keith Richards outlived the guy. I mean, what's it going to take to kill off? What's it going to take to kill off Keith Richards? That's a great question, and that's—I uh, don't think that's answerable. Uh, I think that uh, every, all, all the previous answers have been tried, and uh, he's still doing it. Were you surprised to see Mark and them win the no. way they won? No, um, I was quite frankly. I wasn't surprised by anything. Obviously, I know Florida State's very limited offensively now. They're playing a true freshman and all that stuff. Um, and I don't think necessarily that uh, – that's a different conversation. I, I was not surprised by the, by the way the game played out. I, I enjoy games like that sometimes. You know, I know people make fun of three-to-nothing halftime scores or whatever it is. And, um, but I, I think it's fun to watch defensive battles like that sometimes. And it sets you, sets you up for things like this where – I don't know. I don't know, man. That was just a tremendous play at the end of that game. Yeah, you um, know the crazy thing is that's that's that just shows because that throw was not the greatest throw on earth. That shows. But you just give a guy a chance. You just chunk it up there and just see what happens, man. Yeah. Because, I mean, that 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 just shouldn't that just shouldn't happen. Hey, would you bet ten G's? Here's here's your question. Yes. Would you pay, would you bet ten G's on Georgia to win a hundred bucks this weekend? No, that's not a good bet. Would you would you bet a hundred to get four thousand from Missouri? No, which of those? That's not a good bet. <laughs> <laughs> but which I have to do I have first? to do one. Obviously, I I put a hundred down on Missouri. 
I would not. I think I'd put 10 G's on Georgia, man. But you're only – I would rather just spend the 100 I would have won. Like, I mean, I wouldn't – 100 bucks. what's that? <laughs> I mean, for Alabama, it's not even 10 G's, man. It's $5,200 to so, beat uh, Arkansas straight up. Maybe I just – I'm not much of a gambler anyway, but uh, I do like to play blackjack when I get the chance. But – um, the, the, the most that I do with these games and obviously being in the media, I would never bet on games anyway. Um, is I, in my brother's pick em league at his office, which he's now won three out of four weeks, by the way. Uh, he wins, uh, like 30 bucks a week when he does that. So I do pick those games and those are straight up, but I don't understand the gambling mentality of risking 10 grand just to make 100. That doesn't, that makes zero sense. If, what do you need $100 that much for? I mean, the whole point, you would never bet on Floyd Mayweather. You always bet on Conor McGregor. And if, if the upset of the century happens, you make 10, 10 Gs or whatever it is. What's the point of making $100? Yeah, bucks? Some, well, the point of making 100 bucks is to make 100 bucks. Now, you, would, you just put that, 10, buy, put that 10 grand in an index fund, and it'll make 20%. What's the, no, it won't. 20%? What? I'm just who saying. Getting, wait, who are you? Who are you buying stocks from? Right now, I bet you you could be. I'm saying. Or 10, okay, let's just say it's ten percent. It's more than a hundred dollars. Why would you use ten grand in that means of making money? There's so many other things you could do with that ten grand to accrue I cash. To where, I just need to know where you're getting twenty percent. I'm sorry, maybe not twenty. Maybe I'm sorry. Let's call it ten. Hell, man, the thing's been on a run. Wait, let it crash and buy then. But why would you use ten grand to do that? Who does that? I want somebody that listens to this show. I know somebody does. Maybe in my family. Clear. Yeah, clearly people do. I want somebody that would make that bet. I want to hear. I'm not saying it's, maybe it's not stupid, but I want somebody to explain to me why they think that's a good use of, or a good risk of $10,000. I'm trying. I'm, you know what? I'm going back through and trying to see where, how often in the last almost hundred years of the stock market that you can get twenty percent in a year. I know you can get close. Wait, okay, I mean, I'm so, okay. Sorry, I, man, you know what, dude? I, I was I was just shooting off at my mouth a little bit. Yeah, you do that a lot, don't you, Muppet Hair? Hold on, man. People don't even see. People don't even know what you're talking about when you say that Muppet Head. Well, they don't stuff. know what you're talking about all the time. Here, I'll tell you right now what I've here's okay, so I took my I took my four oh one K from the Athens Banner Herald and I bought um I've reinvested it and I'll tell you how much I that was in November and it's currently October, so it's been eleven months and it has made Hold on. It takes a long time for my portfolio to come up. It's made right, tw- it's that. made twenty one point nine one percent. So eat eat that. I've made twenty one. Well, I made twenty two percent off of my investment. I have. Yeah, that's I've what I'm talking really, about. I've got, look I've your got look some, your shit up and then talk talk some more about how I've my got, numbers I've got are wrong. Yearly, I've got some yearly charts. I've got some yearly charts. I'm talking about my and, yearly uh, chart, and I'm looking at up twenty two percent just in this, and it's an index fund. Like I said, that's not hundred percent on. Fletcher, if you're up twenty two percent on two hundred bucks, nobody cares. Okay, I'm, I, that's not. That's not two hundred bucks. That's what I'm saying, man. 
Why would in you put in, in 2013, the stock market was up 26%. All right. In 2000, well, then quit in 2003, talking. In 2003, it was up 25. In old Bill Clinton years, it was rolling. He had 33 and 95, 26 and 96, 22 and 97. That's, okay, that's cool, man. 25 and 99. And but I'm, generally I'm, speaking, unless I'm reading this chart incorrect, uh, which I don't think I am. I'm reading my uh, chart, and it is correct, and I think about it all the time. It's really nice. I mean, you're getting 20% a year. That was for that was for this year. I mean, I'm sure. Okay. Obviously, it's oh, been the running market's wild. Been the stock market's been on fire, no doubt about it. Since 2010. It didn't just start in November of 2000. No, I, 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 I get that I part. Well, I don't need your propaganda from the right. I'm well aware of the trajectory of the market was at 6,000 in 2008, okay? I know, I, I remember that quite well when you were in diapers that, you know, we had a financial meltdown, so... Uh, I don't. I don't need your lecturing. Although that's second all I thing, do. second thing you said that made me mad last week, and I, I unfortunately, this, unfortunately, we this can't. This has become this has become festivus all of a sudden. Well, unfortunately, we can't recreate the hour-long conversation I wasted in my life, where you had the audacity uh, yes. to try to defend the failure of Mark Rick and Mike Bobo to effectively recruit Deshaun Watson, which we've had this conversation over and over so many times. And you get so mad about I it. Think, I think, well, I'm not going to get mad about it. I, my, my, my anger comes from you not listening to what I'm saying. And my only point is, and now I'm going to start writing the names down, is that the, the current, the current, now Bryce, Bryce Ramsey, no, but Justin Fields, um, well, can we? Let me just set up what what I say. Here, start. here's here's how this gets started. I say that okay. Georgia, who was at the time coached by Mark Rick and Mike Bobo, mm -hmm. did not effectively recruit Deshaun Watson, and I obviously know this to be a fact because he picked Clemson over Georgia, and he went to Clemson and became their best greatest player of all time, and they won a national title. That's just it. That's all I say about it. You know, and all I say is that if he wanted to go to Georgia, he could have. And that, it's that simple. And that's where, and no, that's where you and I start. That's where I start getting mad at you. Because well, if I could just complete a sentence, it would be great. Because the, the, the three most recent kids to commit – say I can't even talk. This, this, is, what, this is what gets so, so angry. Is you always, go ahead. I didn't say anything. See, you're, doing, you're, gas, you're like trying it. to gaslight me. You're, you're I, I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means, but if you're doing that that to that girl that you're dating, I think that's wrong. <laughs> no, man, I I'm just very simply. Uh, uh, oh no, my, now you're cutting me off. My point with the whole thing is what is, is your point. It's not with you. It's with the narrative that uh, you know if you recruit a kid for a year that that's not long enough, and I, I just I think that that's just it's just not correct. Period, and, and and not only that, but you know we've seen Justin Fields commit in October. He's got three months to go. Hudson Mason, you know, committed in December. Uh, Jacob Eason committed in December. Uh, uh, Jake Fromm committed in uh, I think it was April or something like that. Uh, Grayson Lambert committed in June before, or was it July? I can't remember. June. Just before, I think it was June. He started three months later. I mean, like. Yeah, so but that's I, just, I don't part. understand why I don't know what that has anything to do with Deshaun Watson. It doesn't necessarily. 
They're so. not. They're not the same thing. They're not the same thing. See, clearly. Yeah, so I guess what I'm saying is that clearly Georgia did not recruit Deshaun early enough, or as hard or aggressive, or as good as Clemson did. Whatever sure. the reason, right? I, I, I don't. There, I don't think I've ever disputed who was better at recruiting him. Right, but then That's for you, for you to say to re, to sort of retort that if Deshaun would have mm-hmm. wanted to come to Georgia, he would have. I'm like, well, yeah, but there's a reason why he didn't, which I've already laid out. And that's which that. is that they didn't recruit him early enough, correct? Or Clemson your, just uh, Clemson Clemson either. I think, out, I think they quite clearly out recruited Georgia for him. Period. They did not put as enough. They did not when they were when he was younger. Uh, they did not put enough um, uh, emphasis on him. Okay, I, yeah, but I and, can and I can ease the pain for you if you're a Georgia. Like obviously recruiting an out of state. Um, player at any position is easier. I mean, Clemson can offer a kid at Gainesville High when he's a freshman or sophomore and then dump him later. They're not as concerned. The other, the other question that maybe you can answer after this, why does Georgia – how can Georgia not sign anybody from Gainesville High School in the la- – I think in the last 30 years? I mean, that's pretty amazing to me. Because they had the kid, Taylor uh, – the kid that went to Notre Dame. He's in, he's in the NFL. That's correct. That's correct, Taylor. Uh, Taylor, uh, AJ Taylor Johnson. Jones. Taylor Jones, AJ and then AJ Johnson. Johnson went to Tennessee and was a, a very good some, linebacker. Had some issues off the field, but that's kind of that's sure. a cult, that's a culture thing up there in Tennessee. Yeah, but let me. I mean, honestly, Deshaun not was Blake. Deshaun not was standing. Was Blake Sims? Blake Sims. High? He's in the NFL right now. He was, if you go to Gainesville High, yeah, no, he's in the NFL. He's a running back at Tampa Bay. I don't know if he's still there with Doug Martin back, but he was he was on the roster in preseason. Well, you know, I'll say this too. Dude, man, if you go to Gainesville that, High, you got a good chance of making the NFL. Not anymore. Here's the part. Here's the other thing too that Deshaun, the Deshaun thing spotlights, and and it's it's tricky. And people, if they don't want to listen to that's fine. But you've had since 1981, you've had not just a couple, but multiple black quarterbacks from Georgia have gone on to win the national championship somewhere else. Let me try to list them off off the top of my head, okay? The kid, the Homer Jordan, went to Cedar Cedar Shoals Shoals. and then went to Clemson. Sean Jones, who you and I left out, went to Georgia Tech from Westlake. Now, I might be incorrect that he grew up in Georgia, but I don't think I did. Not Sean Jones, Sean Jones' brother. But anyway, the Jones kid at Georgia Tech that won it in 1990, okay? Charlie Ward, 1993. Cam Newton, 2010. Uh, and then... Uh, Marshall. Who? Marshall to Auburn. Marshall? Yeah, from Wilcox County. What was his first name? No, you're talking about... No, they didn't win the national championship in 2013. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were just listing off quarterbacks. No, 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 no. There's been tons of uh, black quarterbacks that have gone up elsewhere. So, and then, then the discussion between you and I, because I think you were a little bit younger than I, you said, well, geez, you know, are they just not playing black quarterbacks at Georgia? Well, well I mean, not, I, mean I, I forgot about Quincy no, Carter. Right. No, well, not, not, it was just not just Quincy. It was DJ, Quincy. You also had um, the two guys in the 80s, Wayne Johnson and uh, Jackson. So they've had guys. They just didn't win a national championship. So, um, Anyway, it all gets back to, for me, is that at the end of the day, and I think you don't have Mark here anymore. Kirby's recruiting pixie dust, whatever he's doing, okay? 
and I honestly, seriously, whatever he's doing, I mean, you got the number one kid in the country picking your school three months before he's going to enroll or, or might enroll or two months before he might enroll. Uh, that's an exceptional job of, of, of getting, of capturing the imagination of kids and taking it from there. Because if this is about, you know, cheating and then we hear everybody cheats, well, then it can't be cheating, right? There's got to be a reason why this is working so well. There has to be a Go reason. Ahead. There has to be a reason why Lance Armstrong won the Tour de France when everybody was doping. Correct. Good point. That's yes, I got good. one that you actually also, agreed with. I'm surprised you didn't say, "Yeah, I kind uh, of agree with 75 percent uh, of this point." I'm, I'm sorry, man, but I went to a. I went. I was taught to discuss the finer points of everything. No. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you were taught at Young Harris. I, I, dude, I'm telling you, man, I'm a, a tribute to getting out. Listen, uh, so Georgia has two of the top six players in the country, and if they could land the Sailor kid. Three of top ten, correct. But Clemson has two of the top three, just putting that out there. Yeah, but the problem is they're not going to get the th- I mean, it's not a problem. They're not, they're not going to get a third. Um, Clemson's done really well, man, but Ohio State, Alabama, and Georgia, in terms of the, um, the mathematics – are ahead of everybody else. Clemson, generally speaking, is in the Michigan, Florida State range, which is above Miami and like Auburnish range. So there, there is, there are certainly tiers, and Oklahoma is probably in there somewhere too. But no, Alabama, Auburn, and Georgia. Excuse me, I keep saying Auburn. Alabama, Ohio State, and Georgia. I'm a little surprised Ohio State's not better this year than they are. I mean, maybe they just got their brains beat in one game. Yeah. But they have recruited exceptionally well. And this year, they're running away with it. They're running away with it. But, yeah, I mean. Man. There's, Ohio State. There's, there is a lot to look forward to with this group and the way that they are are pulling kids in. I mean, Justin Fields, eight months ago, there was no real hope that he would go to Georgia, period. Well, they hey, weren't real. If, if a kid wants to go to Georgia, Dean, as you've told me, he'll go to Georgia. I, st- yeah, I feel – f- what, what actually happened there is he did. I, feel, I do feel, though, that Trevor Lawrence would be a better fit at Georgia and Justin Fields would be a better fit at Clemson. That's just my personal opinion, but whatever. Hope, I hope uh, much success to both of those young men. May I just say this about Trevor? Is that he is a lot more athletically gifted than people realize. Oh, um, I, I he believe can, he, he can run, but he's not built to run. And I think that's a – I mean, look. They're just gonna have to. They're gonna have to change the offense a little bit. What what has made them so good these last three years, particularly, is the ability for a very good quarterback to run, and you're seeing yeah. that this year as well. Wow. And if yeah. I mean, Kelly Bryant's hurt right now, a little bit banged up, um, but you know, when Trevor gets up there, it's gonna be a little different. And I think too, man. I mean, it, it appears to me. That uh, Georgia is adjusting the way that they are doing things offensively from here yeah, on out. Certainly, that's what it looks like. That's what it looks like to me. And you got I mean, Zamir White. Oh my God! 
I've never seen anybody like him, man. Have a performance like that? I don't know how it will stack up against SEC guys. He's a little short. Man, I'm telling you, Fletcher, you've got to see this kid play. It is crazy. There's, I know he's got potential and everything, but I'm not talking about potential. I'm just talking about right now. It's crazy to see what's going on with him. So, I don't know. Tennessee's got 23 kids committed. That's going to fall apart one way or the other. <laughs> I don't want to talk about Tennessee. Uh, yeah, the other last thing that we should be talking about we hadn't yet is this Jim Harbaugh thing. Wait, what happened? Like it's, Well, uh, at some point you got to win, right? Like win big. Um, I think that they're just kind of – I think that they're certainly in a – they've got some obviously offensive issues. The quarterback. Yeah, but you're three years into it, right? Yeah. Now you don't let James Franklin zip past you. Of course, they beat their brains in last year, but still. Because, like, and that's another thing you say that makes me mad. You always talk about how James Franklin isn't a good coach, and I've been saying since the Vandy days, good coach. He's not. I don't agree with his um, personality. Uh, that guy. <laughs> What's wrong with his personality? Well, that thing he said with the Akron. <laughs> what was that? I don't know the pin. Didn't he pick oh, a fight? Oh. I can't. He's just immature. Just not talk. Yeah, he is immature, which is obviously you know you can tell you could tell people at the bar what he said to Sean Williams one day. Like if if we if you ever have another. Uh, bar meet and greet like you had in Chicago, which I was very sad I couldn't go to and embarrass myself in front of people by drinking too much. Um, you could probably tell people what he said to Sean Williams. Obviously, we're trying to you know gain a. Story. Oh, I'm a, yeah. I left his name out of it, but I'm gonna be writing about that. Yeah. So obviously, he like, says how does that he, get, he says how does some that? things that a head coach or I'm just a normal human should never <laughs> say to him. Yeah, you don't say that. Period, you don't say that to your girlfriend. I mean, like, what's wrong with you? No, you don't say that to anybody. I, mean, I wouldn't say that to some of my friends I mess around with but uh, and to make fun of. But obviously, if you're a head coach, you can't have those kinds of interactions with players. So I understand why you have a bad taste in your mouth with James Franklin. You can't do that stuff, man. That's completely inappropriate. I mean, uh, right. But the guy gets results. And it gets back to here's my here. I'll say this about James Franklin, and this is what I would be concerned about at Penn State, and it's it's not at all the same, believe me, as what they've been dealing with. But you know, when you have someone who says stuff like that, and there's no real accountability for it, you just went through a couple of decades where there was some serious and unnecessary pain caused on a lot of children because of no accountability. And then you hire a guy who not just forget what he said to Sean Williams, but uh, you know it, the whole Vanderbilt rape thing. That was, and the thing you know, you know the other thing. I'll, I'll leave it here, and maybe you can pick up on this if you want to. You know what bothers me about TV media specifically is oh, that yeah. there's there's no real discussion of stuff like that. Well, it's and, it's, and it's, it's like, not easy to talk about, and not, I know. Um, you know what? But the guy, if we're gonna have a a, a real talk about media, because that's that's a really heavy subject. I, Mike Patrick 
who, uh, you know, I grew up watching ACC basketball up there in the mountains, and uh, I, you know, I, his voice is real distinct to me for, as a young kid listening to him call like Duke North Carolina games. But man, he and Tommy Tuberville was unbearable against in that Vanderbilt game. And at one point, I mean, Tuberville struggled with some easy names, and he kept saying, uh, he kept talking about NASCAR. I don't know. And then <laughs> apparently, that's his way of saying up tempo offense. But Mike Patrick at one point did say that Jake, he basically said Jacob Eason would transfer if Jake Fromm wins a job. He said that he mentioned that speculation. And I'm just like, you can't, A, he has no idea about that. He doesn't know that if Jacob Eason is and he's right, he got it right for the wrong reasons. Because I don't know if he, I'm sure those guys probably just scanned Twitter or scanned message boards or whatever it is. But to just sort of casually mention that, like, oh, by the way, uh, the the guy that got hurt and was a starter, he might transfer if it doesn't work out in his favor. And I'm like, cool, man. You're on national TV. There's what Dean's reported that you, there's you, two to ten million people watching this game, and you're just you're, you, casually and, and float you're that leaving, idea. You're you're leaving the big part out, which is that every single week. Those guys meet with the head coaches and the coaches of, and the assistants for many of these institutions. Did oh, yeah. Kirby say that? Did yeah, Kirby so. say that to him? Right. I mean, like that's it comes what it from somewhere. To. So, or it I doesn't. Just, and then, yeah, and and I just, I don't know. It just, it felt. I, I just didn't. Obviously, I don't think Tuberville. Did anybody? Very good did anybody? Did, did did someone ask Jacob if he was transferred? I, I is that where that, that came from? They didn't say where it came right. from. That's what I'm saying. Unless they say, like, hey, here's what Jacob Eason has tweeted, or here's what a reporter asked Jacob Eason and he said, or, it's, you know, here's what Kirby Smart said. No, that's not what he said. He said, there's some speculation that Jacob Eason could transfer. And I'm like, this is so irresponsible. Uh, that I, have two, I, have two, I have two friends of mine that are in broadcasting. You're only two I, friends, I know. I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> not going to say which network's. They, they work for, but I would hope that they would not be that irresponsible, but there's a lot of irresponsibility that's going on on TV. I mean, my big thing, Fletcher, is if you're not going to watch these games, and I really don't think that uh, Jesse Palmer and Joey Galloway watch more than the highlights of the games, if they're not watching the games, it really is very irresponsible for them to talk about Georgia's physicality. I mean, the funniest thing in the entire year, and sad, but Joy Galloway gets up there and lectures us about how um, Georgia is not going to be physical. He questions Georgia's physicality against Mississippi State. You're like, have you watched them play at all these first two games or three games? If there's anything, if you want to get up there and question their ability to consistently punt, <laughs> that'd, be a, that'd be a little bit of a stretch but you could do it if you want to question Jake Fromm's ability to hit the deep ball at that moment in the season I, I wouldn't really have a big problem with that I don't have as much of a beef but about the it physical I mean like well, also, I don't, he, well he, hold on he, let me finish this start just for, for one second also to say they play physical can you give us more than just some bullshit phrase that people say oh they're physical or not physical can you tell us exactly why you mean that? Because just saying the word physical seems to be a catch-all for, you know, 
just something people say Winning about losing. Yeah, I mean, you're telling me Arkansas is not a physical? I'm no, gonna, they just suck. <laughs> I'm going to give Joey Galloway a pass here. I'll tell you why. I, I do think, and I did it a little bit too, but I was actually defining it a little bit better. I had questions about Georgia's offensive line, and I still kind of do. Before the season. Right, but no, no, but I, you know, and that's what we sort of do. We say, can Georgia be physical? Now, I think it's a, it was a legit question in a way because Georgia lost last year to Vanderbilt. They lost to Georgia Tech. Um, they had sure. trouble running the ball. I get it. They had trouble protecting Eason, and, and their defense right. wasn't quite ready. Now, obviously, this season is a totally different feel. I get exactly what you're saying. Going into that Mississippi State game, I, I think it was a question that I felt Georgia could answer with an affirmative yes. I but don't. All you got to do is go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that's it. And I, I get it. To just sort of blanket it out there, it's sort of the way that we – communicate now on TV where you just sort of dumb it down a little bit. You say, hey, can that Georgia team be physical enough? Because that was, you know, Mississippi State was coming off the LSU game, and we didn't realize how terrible LSU was. So, I mean, we're just compiling data as the season goes along. And I do think it's easier for somebody like Joey Galloway to sort of go, hey, here's some talking points about this game. You know, Georgia you know, has some trouble in the past, and can they be physical enough? And then that's pretty much it. And you're really not... He uses the word physical every single week. I get it. And it's easy because, again... It's very easy. It's very dumbed down, and it's 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 very simple, and you're just getting through and getting to the next play. So, Bro, I get know, it. You know what I sports get it. It's are, not, it's not good. They're very physical. Every single sport that that is, like, not tennis, maybe, but mm-hmm. every sport is, is physical. Soccer, football, basketball. I mean, it's physical. And when you can out-physical the other team, that means usually you're better because you're imposing your will on them. you got to come up with something a little more original than physical. You can't just keep saying physical all the time. Go back and watch Tennessee. They're not physical. Just, just say they're bad. It's okay. It's, it's, it's like last night, I, I can't remember the guy's name. Taylor uh, from ESPN. Yeah, that guy was going nuts. Cover sock. That was good. He, he was dead on. He nailed it. And what I don't like about – I mean, I think ESPN's basketball guys, they get it, and they're good to me. Um, the football, I just – I don't know if the guys that they've got working for them are just kind of, you know, for lack of a better term, dumb blondes, and they just kind of roll them out there because they're good-looking guys or something. But when, like, Seth Greenberg and Jay Williams talk, they give you – You learn something. You learn it. Jay, what's the guy's name? Jay Billis is, is the best in man. It's unbelievable. You just get quality from the basketball guys. And you look around and you're just like, it's like a big circus on the football side. Now, with that said, and I know this is king more than anything else, the ratings that College Game Day gets are, are about number 10 each week. Okay? That's mm-hmm. pretty good. ABC Saturday night consistently wins the night, which it should in many ways because of a lot of different things. You've got the ESPN marketing machine, and it's a primetime game on a broadcast. It's not broad, it's not cable. So they're, they're getting the job done as it relates to getting the biggest audience. All I'm saying is you have to be honest with your viewers, honest with your subscribers. Okay, that's what anyone's watching ESPN is an ESPN subscriber. This isn't – what's the guy's name that goes bonkers on ESPN all the time from Nashville? What's his name? Um, 
Clay Travis. Oh, yeah. He just goes crazy just to go crazy. Mine is much more nuanced. Mine is, hey, just can you not just – can you quit saying physical? And can, 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 can Jesse Palmer quit saying dial up? And we're going to dial up a blitz. We're going to dial up the screen right here. I like dialing up a draw on third and long. That's what I do. I dial it up. I love third long draws, man. I miss Mike Bobo. You know who did a really good job of third down draws was that guy at Kentucky in the turn of the century, uh, Mahal Mummy. Now he 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 loved to draw with Yost or whoever it was up there. Dude, they uh, kill you with those draws, man. Okay, so I get I get twenty seconds every show to talk about Kentucky football, right? So uh, Kentucky is five and one, Dean. <laughs> They didn't play well against Missouri, man. I watched they that haven't game. played well all season, according to people. But you know what? They're five and one. It's only the fourth time since 1950, which was the same time Paul Bear Bryant was there. Please, uh, that they've been five and me. one. Please don't do this. I know where you're they've going. They've been five and one. All right, now they've got game. They got a bye week, so they can't lose this weekend. They go to they go to Mississippi State. Then they've got Tennessee and Ole Miss at home. And then they go to Vanderbilt. Those are four winnable games. They can get to nine and one, and then they could be rolling into Georgia with a chance to win the East. Did I get that all in in 20 seconds? I think it was longer than 20 seconds. That took seconds, me longer than here, Rick Pitino takes it, to finish. Nope, you don't know about wow, that. Wow. Sorry. That was <laughs> extremely <laughs> aggressive. That was extremely aggressive. I don't know if you know about that story, but if you haven't, look it up. One, one other thing, speaking of Rick Pitino. Yep. The right, whole world is me if Calipari cheats. Here we go. The whole world is sitting there saying, well, we've done this. has been going on for a whole long time. <laughs> Why are they talking about it? If you know about it. Oh, dude. So, I love how the uh, – I don't know who that was. It was very – very um, – that was Appalachian or is it Appalachian? Um, what it was that – what was that accent? Was that the people – was that fans who knew they were cheating, or was that media members that knew they were cheating? Media members. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, everybody cheats. I know it. You know it. I know people at every school I've ever covered So then why can't someone actually give us some details? Because I can't do wiretaps, and I can't record conversations in hotel rooms. you got to have the FBI, because you got to have power of subpoena and power to do all these other things that are, you know... I at what point is someone this. not going to it's, – it's, at what stage is someone going to write a tell-all? Well, I mean, I think Blue Chips pretty much did it. I mean, it was a great movie. Rick Patino's actually – Is that a real story, though? It's, yes. I mean, Rick Patino's actually in Blue Chips. He makes a cameo. I mean, Blue Chips is not a real story, but, I mean, obviously, you, you would like to think, if you look at this, what Louisville did – they they basically agreed to make four payments, you know, totaling one hundred thousand dollars. You say, you really would think that the there would be a way. That's why I really respect Southeastern Conference football cheating, where you're you're doing things with casino chips, yep. or you're. Yep. It's a lot more, you know, highbrow than nuanced. or you know what nuance might be the right word. But to to think in this day and age that people are still making cash deliveries or dropping off bags of cash that's still going on and people talk on the phone about it you got to get the burner what in the world how are people still talking on their cell phones about this kind of stuff i, I, in will, 2017? Not, I, will, not, I will not i will not email claude Dalton because of foi laws yeah i've actually kind of i used to make kind of jokes and stuff to people i i like i'm I, i'm always confused about emailing i never know what to put in the subject line 
But I, I have been kind of cognizant about, because I make open records requests all the time at Kentucky. And now I realize that people can make open records requests of my open records right. requests. And right. I don't know why, but that makes me really think about it more, even though I should already be thinking about it, which I am. But yes, the answer is everybody's cheating in some way. Um, now, I do think, though, and I don't want people to you know, think that I'm being naive or anything. But once you get to a certain level, whether it be Duke with Coach K or Saban at Alabama or uh, Cal here at Kentucky, once you've won your championships, once you've established a clear path to the pros, you've built on those things, I, I would be very shocked. I, I would be, it would, if you say, hey, could this ever happen with Calipari? The thing that happened at Louisville where there are conversations recorded, where there is cash being handed to players' parents to come to the school, I would be on a scale of 1 to 10 shocked that that was happening. I'd be, I'd be a 10 for me because that's not the kind of things that, that a school like Alabama, Kentucky, or Duke now. Um, they well, don't, I think I'll say – I'm not saying it's not happening, but I would be shocked if it is because they've sort of moved on past the, that. The difference between Duke and Kentucky and uh, Duke and Kentucky basketball and Alabama football is the second word, which is the different sport. At, right. In in football, there's not a direct path to the NFL. You have to sit your three years no matter what. You right. have to go through the rigmarole. In in basketball, you're not even on campus for nine months. Right. Well, you're not even on campus for ten months. So you're basically done. I mean, I had a lot of I mean Stephon Marbury was at Georgia Tech in classes for about three months. And then the second quarter he just didn't even bother. Right. Well, I tell it to people like this. Um, well, here, I'm looking something up, so just give me a second. But I think, you know, people would say, okay, you say Kentucky's cheating. Okay, Calipari's slimy. But I think it's an easy pitch for him. It's like, wow, okay, I'm just using the 100K because that's what Louisville allegedly paid Brian Bowen, who was a five-star recruit who decided to go to school at Louisville at the last minute. So if you're a Kentucky player, though, where Cal has had 21 freshmen go be selected in the first round in eight seasons. Eight seasons, 21 freshmen. Why would he need to pay a player 100 k in cash? De'Aaron Fox, his salary for just this season is $4.6 million. So to, to, they've, they've moved past that amount of cash in that level. Now, I'm not saying that there might not be something going on, and this is the thing, too, with, that's so hard for, for these coaches, and I, I don't envy some of their position. Cal got hit at UMass because sports agents were paying Marcus Camby. I don't know how you police that. Um, now, the thing at Memphis was a player taking an SAT in high school. So now you've had both ends of the spectrum hit him. That's not 100K cash payments to get players, obviously. And then there's things that could be going on out in town. There, you know, I don't know if players have to pay for their drinks in Athens at Silver Dollar. I don't know if Kentucky players have to buy their meals at restaurants in Lexington. How would you police that? I know that Georgia, their athletic department, sends a letter every August to every bar in downtown Athens and says, do not give football players free drinks. Or at least they did. Well, here's, here's the thing, too, though. Is so that's, that number that's one, them making a paper trail to say that they tried. Correct, and they have no real recourse with right. any business in town. It is completely if uh, Bryce Ramsey goes into Silver Dollar and orders um, six shots. He's 21 years old. 
he can he can get Trent Fricks and him can sit there and drink all day long. Right. There's nothing the university can do about it. Period. And and they shouldn't be able to do anything about it. Period. I don't. It and is, I think uh, that's fine. I think those players don't the, shouldn't have to pay for food and, and stuff if, if somebody no, no, wants I'm to give it to them. I'm not suggesting that. What I'm saying is, it is the burden of the institution to pr- to prove or disprove what is being alleged. And almost always the allegations come from the institutions themselves. So if you're getting right. on probation, you are really screwing it up in a massive way. Did North Carolina ever get popped? The uh, results were, or the findings of the, or whatever, the latest thing was supposed to, is supposed to come out this week or next, I think. We've gotten way off the subject. Yeah, I, but I whatever. Think, I, I think Georgia really handles business this <laughs> I was week. Gonna say, well, whenever Georgia's sandwiching Vanderbilt and Missouri, uh, come on, man. What are we supposed to talk about? We talk about we can talk about my twenty two percent earnings <laughs> on investment. That's, that's great. No, I mean, look, Apple has been a great stock for me. So has McDonald's. You should have doubled down when very, you had the chance. They've both been very good. They've both been very good. Yeah, Georgia's going to take care of Missouri. They're horrible. Uh, it's bad. It's not good. It's real bad. It's real bad. I just saw them blow through here. And you saw Mizzou this past week, yeah. Oh, man. Their defense is bad. Bad, bad. Now, I will say, you know, Drew Locke can throw it around a little bit. Um, but Missouri is bad. And they're going to be bad for a long time. Not getting better, huh? Dude, it's bad. I don't know. I don't know what they're supposed to do. I mean, they've got a couple kids on the defensive line that are supposed to be draft Fruit. picks. Uh oh. Oh, here we go. Now shut them That's kids up. I told you. When we're talking from two to three thirty, the kids are down. Okay. Okay. Tell everybody goodbye. Bye bye. Oh, that's it for the roundtable this week. We'll catch y'all on the flip side. <laughs>